Okay. Welcome to the Dirty Lie Podcast. A podcast about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. I'm your host, Des, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, my name is TMT, and um, guys, listen, it's July, so um, do with that what you will. It is finally birthday season is over at my house. <laughs> I am so pleased. Mm. I have had too many, a drink, a cake, and a smoky jollof rice. Mm. Like, I actually... Um, have, have you ever had mega chicken jollof rice? No. Hands down, the best jollof in Lagos. I will take your word for it. It's crazy. I I don't, like, try new things. Oh, you need to try this one. I tried culinary walk smoky jollof rice mm. in 2018. And you've just been with them since. Bruh. Mega chicken will change everything. Like... I started it and I brought it to my house and my entire family are now like obsessed with it. Like my sister is always ordering, my mom. To be honest. Yeah. I I think to be fair, like I don't actually want to like something that is easily accessible Mm -hmm. and unhealthy. Yeah, and not expensive. And not expensive. Yeah. Like in the beginning culinary work, I had to go to Yaba. Wow. To go and pick it up. Then they moved. Then now they have like they have a place in Lekki. Okay. But their customer service isn't good, mm. which is good for me. Mm. <laughs> because like oh, to you have it, you have to really want it. I have to really want it to get mm. it. But um yeah, it, to be honest, it's it's the most it's the weirdest thing. It's like when Hans and Renee moved to Ikoi, I was mm. like, oh my gosh, I'm finished. Yeah. I have it less. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there. Like I just yeah. yeah I don't, it's so bizarre. I don't know. Like, I thought, oh, my gosh, like, now that they're down the road, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done for. Yeah. Don't eat it anymore. It's half about the hunt sometimes. Yeah. The you judge... calling me a hunter-gatherer? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um. Okay. Are you ready for today's topic, which has nothing to do with anything um, that we're yes. talking about? We are going back to Nigerian history. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think any of the subjects of this episode have tried jollof rice before in their lives? They're all Nigerian, so you know, there's the, there's the link. Oh my goodness, you're going to regret this when I see what we're talking about. Hey, you wanted a link, I gave you a link. What are we talking about? Don't tell me, just okay, go into let's do it. I mean, I guess you'd have to tell me for the episode to work. Um, we are talking about Dele Giwa and his assassination. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. So I was prompted to do this by a tweet I saw. Mm. I'm now trying to like pull up the tweet so that you can you can read. Do you want to read it? Yes. Do you want me to read this into the mic? Yes. You, so you can read the tweet author's name. So you can read the tweet author's name and the tweet is from June 4th, 2023. The author is David Hundane. Who wants to refer to me? I'm not even joking. He wants to refer to me as a middle-aged woman. What? Yeah, I think I had like a jokey username on Twitter once and I was making fun of him. Yeah. And yeah, it was... Um, yeah. Anyway, let's go into the tweet. I was, his journalism skills. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Um, okay, so the original tweet is the story of Gloria... Okon, Nigeria's most controversial, controversial female drug smuggler. It's a thread. And he's quote tweeted over it. Mm-hmm. And he says, 
what is always left out of this story whenever it is told is that G- Dele Giwa, legendary as he was, happened to be quite friendly, friendly with IBB and the ruling establishment. He thought he could oppose them with journalism and be social with them at the same time. That was a mistake. Okay. Now, <laughs> this this thread got me going. Mm. Does he go into a third on it? So yes, he does. So after that, he says, in my opinion, it is his decision to contact IPB after getting Gloria Ocon's proof of life that got him killed, Mm. in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure how he thought a sitting military president would react to a situation that IPB's testosterone-jacked NSO would have interpreted as blackmail. Mm. I believe if he had gone to press first, as he should have done, instead of inexplicably giving IBB time to respond, not only might he still be alive, alive I'm sure he means alive today, but IBB's resultant crisis of credibility could have expedited the end of the horrible regime and spared us a butcher and all. Mm. In fact, it is because of his experience that I have no interest in being friendly with high-ranking Nigerian government people. They will eat and take photos with you, knowing fully well that they have ordered your elimination. Mm. Then they will attend your funeral, they will attend your burial and console your family. Now This is interesting. Yeah, what are you getting from this? Just I mean, I get it. I don't know what else you would expect from high-ranking Nigerian politicians. Mm. I don't think there's any sort of evidence that would that could contradict this line of thought. Mm. So, you know, I get that. And I guess I agree with them. Okay. So a lot of it is, you know, a lot of the responses to this thread are about mm-hmm. dining with the devil, you yeah. know, the devil that feeds you will kill you. There's, there's only one other, um, interestingly enough, he's also a daily, <laughs> but that's the only, like, sort of, quote-unquote, journalist, but I wouldn't really call him a journalist, mm-hmm. um, who hangs out with high-ranking <laughs> Nigerian politicians. Mm-hmm. Oh, Daily Momodu? Yeah, so, um, you know, and I I don't think he's really going to, I I, I feel like he goes to bat for them. Well. No pun intended. I can't even, Mm. I'm not even going there. Um, We can't go there. So, one thing I will say is that, um, like, a lot of the responses to this thread, obviously, are kind of responding just the way you are. Like, Mm. you know, this sounds like Nigerian. This sounds very Mm -hmm. Nigerian. Like, this sounds like something the government will do. Mm. Like, you can't be friends with them and, you know, blah, 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 blah. A lot of them are also bigging up um, David because obviously he inserted himself in there saying, like, this is why Mm -hmm. I don't dine with Mm -hmm. top government officials. Mm -hmm. Um, I assume a lot of them have invited him for dinner Mm -hmm. before. Because why wouldn't you want... David, at your social events. He just seems like such a personable person. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like fun. I feel like life of the party. Yeah, right. Um, Now, this thread sent me on a research spree. So I'm now going to give you a fact for the day. And then I'm just going to pass through this whole thing. Um, Because I kind of felt like 
this thread kind of made him like you're kind of making him like complicit in his own death. And, and, and I don't know if you know. That's the thing that Nigerians do a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. If you. I, yeah. There's just. Especially like when. Um, in real time. Yeah. Oh, like maybe maybe not so much in retrospect, but always in real time. There's just. Hey, but what did they do to. to yeah. Like, how did they get here? Like yeah. why, why, why do you think? Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about the facts of the day. Um, I'll give you three quote-unquote facts. You have to tell me what you think is true, what is a lie. Mm. And um, we'll talk about the assassination of Dede Giwa. Okay. Fact one. Oh, no. Ocon. Ishi. Gloria Ocon. Um, Nigeria's most controversial female drug smuggler, mm-hmm. as mentioned, um, was said to be a childhood friend of Miriam Babangida, mm-hmm. which is IBB's wife, mm-hmm. um, and was said to be smuggling drugs for them. Mm-hmm. And she was allegedly smuggled away. Because, you know, in. Her herself was smuggled. She yeah, so she was caught with drugs, mm-hmm. and um, you know back in the day there was a decree by Buhari drug smugglers get death. Yeah. So when they, she was caught, they said that because she was smuggling drugs for IBB and IBB's wife, mm-hmm. that they smuggled her out of the country, mm. and then they presented a body and mm. claimed that she had died. Right. And then this. Delegua found this out, mm-hmm. and then this is why IBB killed him. Right, and this was um, spoken by like Ganifa and me, like mm-hmm. put uh, put this theory out during Oputa mm-hmm. panels, and like you know, the no. tr- yeah. So that's your fact one mm-hmm. that this drug smuggling fake conspiracy, death. Yeah. fake death, is the reason why IBB killed Dele. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Allegedly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fact two mm-hmm. is that Dele Giwa mm-hmm. was married to Florence Itagiwa okay. for 10 months. She was his second of three wives. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't his wife when he died, though. But yeah. they had a little brief wedding situation. That's fact two. Oh. Do you remember Florence Itagiwa? What? Do you know who Florence Itagiwa is? No, but I was thinking about the fact that Florence is just such a popular name with Nigerians. You know? You really like Anglophone names. I don't. I just wonder why Florence is so oh. particularly striking to the Niger- to an average Nigerian ear. Florence. Fair. And fact three. Hmm. Is that when Dele Giwa was handed what turned out to be a bomb mm-hmm. by his son, he was in the room with a fellow journalist. Mm. And that journalist suffered. Mm. However, Dele Giwa's intestines were, his stomach was blown up. Um, Images were published and he passed away from his 
injuries. Us. Well, probably. Yeah. End up. So, what's true? What's the lie? <clears throat> drug smuggling. Tigani me put out this theory mm-hmm. on drug smuggling. Two, was he married to Florence Itagiwa? Mm-hmm. And three, was he a loon? Or was there someone else who also suffered injuries from this? Oof. I mean, it's a, for me, it's a big toss-up between the last two. Um, first one sounds pretty real. The second one is just an easily Googleable fact, but it could also be another prominent woman in his life, sister, cousin, mm. um, daughter, mom. The third one also feels pretty true. That's I'm gonna go with the second one. You're gonna go with the second one. Florence Tagiwa was not David Giwa's wife. Yeah. I just brought up two Giwas who are unrelated, like how I'm unrelated yeah. to David Giwa. Yes. Um, you're wrong. <sighs> this makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, you've been right for too long. Yeah, and, and the, the pressure was mounting. Now you feel now I feel free. <laughs> the thing is, like, you were gonna be wrong, mm. like, because the first one was the wrong one. First one was the wrong one. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about it because it's a commonly, it's a very common conspiracy theory. Oft repeated. Oft repeated, and let me say something. How many times this thing has been repeated online? in different forms. People have added sugar and spice and everything nice mm-hmm. to the story. It's a barber shop till. Yeah, it's one of those like urban legend and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like oh there's so many parts of this we're gonna talk about. Um the source is just some guy from two thousand and six, twenty years after. Mm. Well thirty years after. I can't count again. Um, but let's talk about this. Let's talk about Tidigua. His second wife was Florence Itagiwa. He was allegedly married originally to this American lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to Florence Itagiwa and then to his third wife, Fumi. Mm. Um, so let's take it from the top. First of all, let's talk about Gloria Ocon. Okay. And the story surrounding her. Let's do it. Something that is a very um, interesting is that when you Google Gloria Ocon, every nearly every article that comes up says the story of Gloria Ocon, Nigeria's most controversial female drug smuggler. Mm. Story of Gloria Ocon, Nigeria's most controversial Gloria Ocon story. The Nigeria's most controversial. Let me say something. Well, you know that's a huge thing in like online Nigerian publications. Yes, they just they, and they usually don't even change the words. They, yes, yeah, because usually one person running a blog or a website, so you just copy and it. This is repeated and pasted articles, yeah, over and over. So the story of <laughs> is that what to say? The story of Gloria, Gloria Ocon. Nigeria's most, gotcha. most controversial female drug dealer. So in 1984, Muhammadu Buhari, mm. um, while the leader of the country, issued Decree 20, which stated that anybody who 
was dealing in drugs was going to be punished by death. A decree which has been repealed since? I mean, I believe that all military decrees are no longer... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Most. We're, we're lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to. Seeing as we're not under a military regime anymore, mm. I would have to guess that they, they don't stand. Yeah. So this is in 1984. In... April of 1985, mm-hmm. the National Security Organization arrested a 35-year-old lady named Gloria Ocon at the Aminukanu International Airport for smuggling substances suspected to be heroin and other kinds of drugs. She said she was about to leave Nigeria for England and she was caught with a whole bunch of drugs, a whole bunch of heroin, dollars, pounds, naira, Italian lira, and news of her arrest was like everywhere. It was local news. She was caught in Nigeria. She was caught in Aminu Kanu International Airport. Mm-hmm. Six days after she was caught, it was said that Gloria Ocon had died in a very mysterious way while in custody. They said that she had, the cause of death was food poisoning. It said that she had asked for rice and beans the day she died. Um, And uh, after that, she didn't feel well, and then she died. Mm. There was a conspiracy that was going on first, that her name was Chinyiri, that she was a friend of Miriam Babangida, Mm. that she was a courier for the Babangidas, and that she was smuggled out of the country by Maman Vatsa, and that Dele Giwa, before his death, had found her alive in the UK and had sent a French photographer to her naming ceremony where they took pictures of a baby she had allegedly had with some guy. It was alleged she was a widow of a guy who died during the war. And that in those pictures at the naming ceremony, baby shower, I'm not entirely sure. But that in those pictures that Miriam Bangida herself was in the pictures. And the story goes, so the story is that Delegiwa found this out, that he and that he then attempted to bribe IBB with this information. Mm-hmm. And that that is why he is this, You killed. mean blackmail? Yes. What did I, what word did said I? said bribe. Can we pray for my brain? <laughs> it's been a long weekend. No, I, it's not just that. My brain does this thing often. It takes similar words and switches it. Mm. I don't realize it's happened on, unless somebody like says it. Mm. Like, I can say in my head, I'm saying advisor and I say assistant. Mm. It happened in my interview with Saki. Like, I saw the word and I said the word, but then the word I said was not the word I saw. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize that. Like, I don't know what Did anyone is. pick up on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. of course. Like I picked up on it even in post, mm-hmm. but it's just, like it's just one of those things. It's like I do that really often. Like, why would I say bribe? I know it's blackmail, and I'm trying to say blackmail, yeah. and I've said blackmail before. Okay, so basically, when this Gloria Ocon first like is said to have been dead, they said her family didn't come to claim her body. Mm. Um, they said like people didn't believe she had died. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy and it's a sensational story. You get a young woman with a whole ton of heroin and then Mm. a couple of days later, they tell you she's dead. Mm. And then 
you know, people come up with this theory. And so this is the whole... Uh, she was spirited. Yeah. Now, it was said that Ocon had reportedly revealed the names of powerful barons and baronesses in the corridors of power said to be behind drug trafficking in Nigeria. Drug barons and drug baronesses. Yeah. So then they, they, they then have this backstory saying that there were three friends who grew up together. Miriam, Abach, um, Miriam Babangida, this Gloria, and another lady. Mm-hmm. They all marry um, military men. And that this Gloria's real name is actually Chinyere. And that Chinyere marries the guy who ends up killing Nziogu during the war. Yeah. Charles Chandler. So I've seen him called Charles Chandler. I've seen him called something else. What is consistent is the Chandler part mm-hmm. of the name. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he might have... Is, Richard, is Charles short for Richard? What? Is Charles short for... No, Charles is short for Charlie. No, Charlie is long for Charles. Okay. I've seen... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Richard Chandler. I've seen different, yeah. in different sources. I've seen different first names be used. I think Dick is short for Richard. Rich and Dick. Um, he is a Tiv man who they say is married to this Chinyere, who they say is the same person as Gloria Ocon, who mm-hmm. is supposedly Miriam's childhood mm-hmm. friend. And he, this Chandler guy, is also supposedly the person who killed Nziogu mm-hmm. um, during the Biafran Civil War. Mm-hmm. As you can see, there's just a lot of parts of the story. It's like, wow, this Chandler guy supposedly also dies the day after he kills Nziogu. <laughs> yeah. Bad so, luck joke. <laughs> So, you know, there's this whole story and it's like, this is why they killed Dedegiwa and like, I want, where's the story from? Demtao, do you want to know? Well, the original story. The, the original story. Um, Tell me. The earliest version of this story that I see. 2000 and something. Yeah. Hmm. So there's a book called Trials and Triumphs, The Story of the News, right? And it talks about... The story of what? The news. Mm. And it does mention that... It does mention this Ocon, this Ocon connection mm-hmm. from 1994, which is a couple of years after mm. the death of Delegiwa. But let's, let's talk about the assassination of Delegiwa. Do you know that Delegiwa is... An Edo man. I did. You didn't? I did. You did? Yes. Really? Why? Because the only other people with Giwas in their name I know are Edo <laughs> people, so... Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm having a conversation. I have to look at you, so... <laughs> you looked at me like ridiculous question. Um, his name is Delina. He was born in March 1947. Mm. And his family... His parents were working in the palace of the Uni of Ife. Okay. Um, but he is actually from Edo State. Um, he went to school in America for higher education. He got a B in English from Brooklyn College. And then he went to Fordham University and he worked at the New York Times for four years. To go school. Yeah. He worked at the New York Times mm. for four years before he relocated to Nigeria to work 
with the Daily Times. Mm. Um, it was a crazy CV to just bring to the edge. Bro, that is an insane CV. Like, it's so... <sighs> yeah. Uh, Look at the journalists back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just keep it there. Let's keep it cute. Um, his second marriage was to Florence Itagiwa, um, and it allegedly... Apparently, it lasted 10 months. Um, Florence Itagiwa is a Nigerian politician. She was a senator for Cross River South. Mm. Um, yeah, I know her because she was a senator in my youth. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she was a senator from 1999 to 2003. And she, she's like pretty famous. Like, yeah. That's why I asked if you knew her. I mean, there are not that many female senators, especially mm. now. Um. Yeah, that's that's all I'll put there. That that's just that fact that it doesn't really have much to do with that story. I just needed a true fact that you might be confused by. Delegewa was killed by a parcel bomb in his home on Talabi Street, off to Adeni Jones, mm. which is where we kind of grew up as mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. So just down the road, it is said that a package or like an envelope, like a padded envelope, was handed to his son who. Then took it to his office. When he tried to open the envelope, it exploded, killing him and hurting another journalist who was in his office. A colleague. A colleague. Now, another um, controversial conspiracy theory is that the colleague actually detonated the bomb. Um, and that's why he wasn't badly injured and Dilikewa mm. was. One thing I will say is that there's so many controversial theories about Dilikewa's assassination because it is technically unsolved. Mm. But let's talk about what happens. So before he was assassinated, um, two days earlier, he was interviewed by SSS officials. State security services. Yeah. And according to Lieutenant Colonel A.K. Togun, the deputy director of the SSS, he claimed, there's, it said that he claimed in an off-the-record interview, basically, when you have the OPITA panel, when you have the human rights panel, so we call it, can he follow him me? Close enough. Um, <laughs> comes up and says that he is char- like he basically says that three people are responsible for Dilegua's death: mm. IBB, mm. Um, Lieutenant Colonel A.K. Tugu, mm-hmm. and Colonel Haliu Akilu of Directorate Directorate of Military Intelligence. Mm. And the reasons for this. Um, also, the police officer who was put in charge of the investigation originally also basically says that he believed in the guilt of Akilu and Togun, and at least that like he wanted to like question them and stuff, but you know police cannot ask questions of senior military men in a mm. military dictatorship and that so his investigation basically was stalled by the administration of IBB. Right. So there's a there's a, an interview, an off the record interview that people use to back this claim that Dilegiwa was blackmailing IBB. It was given by this lieutenant colonel 
Togo. And it is said that in an off-the-record interview in an airport a few days after um, Dilligiwa was killed, that he said that Dilligiwa had reneged on an agreement made on the 9th of October mm. that him and Alex Ibru had organized a media parley with SSS and like top media guys. Alex Ibru is obviously we spoke about Alex Ibru two three episodes ago because he survived Al Mustafa's attempt on his life. Um, Alex Ibru was editor of the Guardian, Dedegiwa editor of Newswatch. So these are two top, you know, journalists in the country. And he said like they basically came to some type of agreement to not publish certain stories or to send stories to SSS before they published it. Mm. And that, and he says something about you can't blackmail us or you can't blackmail me, blah, 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 blah. So this is what Togo is saying, right? Mm. And people are like, this is proof that he was trying to blackmail IVB about Gloria Ocon, right? Mm-hmm. But again, this is information coming from the direct, um, the SSS guy who is implicated in his assassination. So take that as a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. When Dele Giwa was first invited by the SSS in September, so he's killed on the 19th of October. This is 10 days after the supposed secret agreement. And this is a, like a month after he was invited. And this is like a month after he's first invited to SSS headquarters. Mm-hmm. So they say that he is invited because of certain articles he had written. One was about the second-tier foreign exchange market mm-hmm. um, that IBB had introduced. And it is reported by a new... There's another problem I'm having. is researching nature and stories. Sometimes people just report opinion as fact. And yeah, that's one thing that's very weird about Ledge. And I, I, I don't know how to, like, I don't know where opinion ends and facts begins mm-hmm. and other ways, but there's an article called I Want Babangi Dadid <laughs> from Newswatch. Um, the link is dead because the Newswatch website is dead. Mm. Um, but apparently it said that Togo had asked Dilegewa about this particular article where he says something about like pe- the people should stone Babangida if it doesn't work or something like that like mm. about something he wrote in the article mm. it's also said according to SSS like they called him about arms they were asking him about arms smuggling and him mixing with socialists and unions and student activists and stuff like mm. that and feeling like he is trying to smuggle arms and particularly um, they wanted to ask him about a man who was called Ogu Buaja. Ogu what? Ogu Buaja. That's a beautiful name. Yeah. Um, they said that he, they thought Dilegiwa wanted to hire him. Um, and Ogu, Ogu Buaja was from, like, he's a policeman who was getting, in, having some issues with the police. Mm. 
And then the last one was also about the removal of IBB's chief of staff, a man called Ibitu Ukiwe. Mm. And they felt like he wanted to print some story about that. So there are different things that they're laying at his doorstep in this September, you know, like this first intro, this this first interview. And his neighbor and colleague, a man called Ray Ekwe, who's also a journalist, backs up this theory, like this he basically is like, this is why, this is what, he said that this is why they called him, because of this article, because of this. Asked him about um, arms and they asked him about Ogbu. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's first name is Alozie Ogbuaja. And he had been the police public relations officer and he had been suspended. So they're asking him about these things. As you can tell from this, Gloria Ocon's death has not come up. And I just want to remind everybody that Gloria Ocon died in... April mm. and and that Dede Gilad dies in October. So just keep this in mind because these things that they are asking him about are more recent. Mm. Unless obviously he had just gone to London and just discovered her and these pictures just came in. Like that can also be true. Mm. But we'll get into why it might not be true. Before you continue, I just want to say that today I bought I bought a black coffee. Yeah. Nothing, no sprinkles, nothing crazy, just a pure black Americana. Yeah. For three thousand uh delis. That's why. That's crazy. It's crazy, but it's also because it's delis. Yeah, it was good though. Mm. All made. I got a double espresso. Um Americana was like one eight. I went to Soul Beach mm. on a little date. Mm. Um and I got a coffee before he got there because we were tired from the night before. Yeah. Mm. Question, because my cousins were flaming me. Um, <laughs> for waiting for the date? No, that is, you guys were flaming me for that. My yeah. cousins were flaming, my cousins were flaming me because they said it is not a date if he doesn't pick you up. That's not how anything works. Really? Yeah. Like, this I mean, sometimes beginning, he, uh, I, beginning get, I get the pick up thing. Yeah. But like, well, I guess we li- we live in a city where everyone has a car, so maybe. But I don't think that's a thing. I think that's a very um, antiquated, like nineteen sixties. I, I do like some anti. I, I do like some antiquated uh, yeah. stuff in my dating life. I'm not gonna lie, like yeah, pick you up at seven. That's crazy. Yeah. No man, there's other ways to have dates. Cause I mean, there definitely is, but I feel like I mean, he said when we got there, he said he said, "Oh, I was thinking about." saying i could pick you up and then i i didn't do that and mm-hmm. i was like thank you for confirming you? My suspicion. yeah <laughs> no but i think <laughs> I, I think take it, this now i think it depends on where you live as well like i mean we all live in yeah so what happened in my day you guys are like wondering what tim Taylor is making fun of me for is that he was 37 minutes late for the date this man was 37 minutes late and um my cu- like they were like leave my brother called me and said get up right now rise i don't rise don't waste my money the thing is though like i was at the beach and i was having my coffee and i was enjoying the breeze mm. and like so i didn't even want to leave like for myself mm-hmm. like i had something to do in an hour but i had nothing to do in like in that time period mm-hmm. that i had blocked off for the date so like i could have left but then like I would be punishing myself mm. for someone else's ineptitude. 
I guess. Mm. Like, I, I didn't know how to do Like, I was just like, I'm having a... I'm still thinking about the pickup thing because there's some merit to it. Yeah. But, like, I was thinking if you both live in a city like London or New York... That's different, though. Yeah. But, like, it's illegal. It's legal, right? right? We're, yeah. we're going from... We're, we're, if we're both going from equally no, to a new... I think me. having thought about that, I, I think I agree with your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. Well, then. I think he listens to this. Good for us. Yeah. Yeah, man. Racking I mean, up these views. You live and you learn. You live and you learn, man. So I guess that wasn't a date, so <laughs> better luck like next like... time. <laughs> I wish I knew who this prince was. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we are literally talking about an assassination. <laughs> we segued yeah. from talking about SSS to talking about Soul Beach. That's my work, man. Just random. Segue. Yeah, because of a 3K coffee. Yeah. Which is like, my friend posted a picture of her brunch and the scrambled eggs was 9K. Oh. Oof. I just think things have become so ridiculous. Anytime we talk about this, like, we always say this podcast is supposed to be an escape. But this episode is definitely not escaping you from anything. So I just wish to say that, like, my my 18K small chops order mm-hmm. is now 50K. Mm-hmm. And my hair of 30K, which was costly, is now nearly 100K. In fact, she's even just charging 20K simply for workmanship and well, I mean, look, I've just read an article while we were recording this. Yeah. And it wasn't even an article, it was just a headline that someone sent me. And it's basically like, it basically reads that the federal government are thinking about raising the minimum wage. To 200k. Yeah. Who believes these things? I don't know, but it's so funny because I was like, this would tank the economy. This would just like, it would, it would like. Nobody's it, doing that. Yeah, though. it would just be like submerging the entire country underwater. It's not like it's to me. I think. I mean, I hate. I hate like when people do, which is, it's one thing I was thinking about when I was researching this topic, is that I hate when people do like if you know, you know, mm. for like history. Mm. It's like no, this is just. It's just history. It's just like, can you? Can somebody write this down? Mm-hmm. Can somebody say something? Like, can somebody? Like, why are you doing insider gist? Accessibility is a big deal, bro. Why? Yeah, like, yeah. why are you turning the assassination of a journalist, mm-hmm. possibly by the military government or a military dictator, mm. as insider gossip? I'm in the know. There's nothing to be in the know about. Like, Jan, yeah. open your mouth and speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when we talk about politics in this country, mm-hmm. a lot of reasons why, a lot of reasons why I ask some of the questions I ask is because I hear about these things all the time, but it's just one of those, ah, if you know, you know. If you know, yeah. you know that Saraki slept in National Assembly before. Bro, just ask, like, why Why? Why is this? And it also breeds it's, apathy. Yes. and it, People who don't know this. We have a very low trusting society already mm-hmm. when there's so many conspiracies and nothing is certain and then this is and this like you just you're just bre- like it it's not nice. Like mm-hmm. I, I know it's not nice, it's just a very childish way to put it, but it's just not do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's it's graceless for lack of a better term. It's not graceful. And it doesn't make you it doesn't make you cool, bro. It doesn't make you cool, man. But that being said, that being said, um, that being yanned, that being yanned, since a lot of my Lagos people have now left for Abuja <laughs> and Asurok, I do be hearing things. <laughs> um, if you know, you know things. I do be hearing all these. If you know, you know things. You know that. I, yeah. That, oh, this guy pulled in eighty-five million for that dinner. 
or this guy did this, or I had this meeting and this was what was going on and like X, Y, Z, Tola, and then yeah, we'll cut it this way and this way. Or, you know, if you just want to push this letter like 15K and then you do, do and I'm like. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. How shocked would you have been, how shocked would you have been if I moved to Asorok? Uh, not shocked at all. Like really? literally nothing will shock me. Fair enough. Literally, because at the end of the day, you're like, I, I just truly, it is all terrible, okay? My hair should not cost 100K. Mm. So, so if they were higher, like, and I, I'm not saying, oh, I, you're going to sell your soul and stuff. I mm. know a lot of people really do believe in the work they're doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of technocrats are going in and they're taking some of their, their staff from their private equity firm or from yeah. their oil and gas firm or from th- their law firms. Like, a lot of people who kind of believe in this are going for it. Mm. But there's also there's also this very strong belief that the state capture going on right now is so insane that if I don't eat now, there'll be nothing to eat later. Mm. Like I get that sense yeah. from yeah. a lot of people I talk to, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wow, wow, we just got here, bro. Like it's we, not, it's not a joke thing. We just we we just got here. Today, the the Adamu Kini that was Abdullah Adamu, the um, APC chairman that I was talking about, yeah. with the one with the monkey cutting dollars and stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> monkeys, mm-hmm. gang of monkeys cutting away millions or whatever in his farm, was today removed yeah. as APC chairman. Yeah. Um, Omishere, which we also have mentioned because he was accused of murdering Bolaigi, mm-hmm. was also removed or whatever. They are having a reshuffling. And there's like a Abubakar Kiari is now the acting chairman of ABC, I believe. Yeah. I don't really know who this one is because they have heard about so many Abubakar Kiari. There's so many. There's so many. There's so many of them. What is the name Common or something? Am I, I missing something? Like, I'm missing the family. It's like the John Smith of Northern names or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like I need to check if it's the same family because I was like, there's another Abubakar Kiari. One is dead. Mm. One is uh, in prison. They are telling me one is ABC chairman. Oh. <laughs> I can't going to pull out another Abubakar Kiari shortly. <laughs> I was like, uh uh-uh, Senator Habaki, I guess it's Senator. <laughs> the things that are going on, like, even though every time on the spot, like, my, my cousin messaged me, she was like, they let Mephila go. And I was like, good. I was like, I do not fucks with that man. <laughs> but, like, you cannot just hold somebody indefinitely without a court order in... It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I go, do I want Mephi in jail? I have said on this podcast I would like to see Mephi in jail. Same. But you just can't hold... like. Some rule of law. Would you interview Mafia for untold stories? I mean, I would. He ran in the doubt. He will never speak to of me. He, <laughs> he will never. never. If Mafia speaks to anybody right now, I'll be really, really, really shocked. This mm-hmm. is the time in his life for him to be quiet. <laughs> quiet as a church mouse. Keep shut. <laughs> if anybody even allow, al- around him allowed him to speak, I would be mm. very, very surprised. But, like, what, but, Regardless, like you just can't hold a guy. Like mm. rule, and uh, I think Tinubu went to the to the abroad to Kenya to talk about rule of law. And that pink thread, jeez. <laughs> we just go here. The things that are happening is gonna shock people. It's gonna shock people, eh? Sometimes you want to think that things work in a more complex way, mm-hmm. you know. But then, like. Like one thing I'll say, because people ask me often, how do you talk to these people? Oh, you must be so nervous. And I, I just want to be clear. I have never had imposter syndrome when I'm with Nigerian politicians. 
Mm. I have never. You just read up on the antics and you're like, yeah, this is not. This is this is this is not even like yeah. not even like necessary like because like, there's also very different types and classes mm. and you know like you might be afraid of them mm. maybe you've heard they've done one or two mm. but like in terms of like oh i can't talk i just know that no matter what i say here i'm not the dumbest person they've met in the last week <laughs> Like, no matter what happens in this room right now, they have had stupider. Like, no matter how much I I think I'm going to mess up, they have had to face an actual idiot Mm. recently. There's no way. Because the amount of people that you see who are in these spaces, you think cheating would be one complex RICO syndicate? No. But no, like, somebody's just sending money and taking 20% on top. That's it. That has just it. That is just it. Finish. Yikes. I'm not scared, so I won't lie to you. I have, I'm very optimistic about the future. I was really scared before, but also last week you were telling me you're leaving the country, my nigga. So what are you saying? Oh, well, your optimism is not placed within the country. I'm not Jack and obviously. Like, I'm just, um, you know, I'm exploring other work opportunities. And a lot of them will require me to get on plane, so you know. Yay. What Tim Tyler is basically saying is that he's going to jack by in doses. It's not everybody. He's going to what? You're going to jack by in doses. I don't want to do that either. You're going to jack by in doses. I'm not I'm not trying to walk half the year in Lagos and the other half in London or something like that. I I like stability. Mm. But you know, there's some cool stuff coming. Okay. I don't even know where we left the story, guys. We got so dis- we we got so distracted and we were talking for so long. Apart from this theory that Gloria Ocon, the drug mule, and was working for Baba Gina's wife and Teddy Giba found out that she was really alive and that's why he was killed. There is also a part of this story that says that Marwa, who's a former military governor of Lagos State. And who was made head of NDLEA by Buhari? Mm. There's a theory that Marwa himself delivered the bomb to Delegiwa's house. That this was part of the reason why IBB toppled Buhari in '85. Mm. You know, so this is before. So Delegiwa is killed in '86, but Gloria is '85. But that basically, like, this whole drug connection is part of why IBB toppled Buhari because Buhari was finding out about IBB's drug connection mm-hmm. and IBB was like, I need to get ahead of this. And so topples Buhari. Hmm. I think what scares me a lot about most of this, IBB is only 81. His official age is listed as 81. Yeah. I mean, that might be a football situation. I mean, it might not be like the yeah. we always talk about how young these guys were. Do you know who was also young? Who? I just realized the like founding fathers of America, like those guys who were signing declaration and stuff. Yeah, they were young. Yeah, I think the oldest one was like thirty or something. Yeah, those guys were babies, but also life expectancy then was like zero. Zero. Do you know it actually is not? That's not true. Really? Yeah. It's a it's a common held belief that life expectancy was really low back then. It's not like so founding fathers. Yeah, basically, what 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 it is 
what I've read, especially even including in DVL times, is that most people struggle to make it past the first year. But once you make it past that first infant year, mm-hmm. you're good. I find it hard to believe. Bro, I actually, we, I need to like I'm back sp- this up I'm because I went into this, I follow some medieval history like fanatics yeah. and they get so upset by this. <laughs> they get so upset by us painting the medieval times like going backwards. Oh, this is not medieval. But founding times, like... the founding fathers didn't move after that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying that like, apparently, life, okay, life expectancy in in America 1850. No. What? This is like 16th century, maybe 17th. Okay. Stanford just went against everything I just said. Yeah. It says average longevity of blacks, 21.4 years. Jeez. Average longevity for whites, 25.5. Yeah. Really? What year was America founded? Okay. Well, another, and somebody else's. <laughs> This is the Stanford paper, but something else is putting it at 40, at 40, which is not great either. It's not great, but it's not terrible. It's terrible. Nigeria's was at 40 like 10 years ago. I mean, it's terrible, but I guess it's terrible. Nigeria should not be an indicator (laughs) of anything. Okay, it says, although Victorians who attained adulthood could expect to live into old age, Mm -hmm. average life expectancy at birth was low. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40 for men, 42 for women. I think that's the thing. I think most people just died early, early. But like, if you made it past mm. that ch- childhood, those toddler years, then you're good. I don't, I don't know if you're good. Because like, there's, there's no. still like a bunch of randomly, very curable, like manageable illnesses now that then would wipe you out. Like what they call consumption then yeah like that i mean yeah yeah, yeah. And, and those like, were, you know pneumonia was taking out yeah but again um, poxes okay i mean it was 40 right the poxes 38.3 to 44 years of both sexes combined that was, that was longer than most people thought i guess yeah fair. Yeah. i mean now it's like 70 something so we're living long Longer, but yeah, um, these guys were young. Okay, you think it's scary that IBB is like not old? I think he's 81. He like doesn't look older than that. <laughs> he looks very shriveled up in that one picture, though. yeah. But I mean, this guy has gone through how many kudita married for president, how many times? Like, that should age you more, even. Do you grab what I'm saying? Anyways, um, yeah, so there's this theory that General Marwa. Um, delivered the bomb himself. Mm. Now, I want to let everybody know that this theory comes from one guy in 2006. And I would say that the guy reminds me of Who? David Hyundai. And it's it's one of those things that you have to be very careful about. So, you have a man called Professor or Dr. Tayemiu Ogunade, he gives this huge interview saying, I know who killed Dedekiwa, I know how he was killed. Um, and he said that soldiers who were loyal to Maman Vatsa, if anyone, do you know Vatsa? Vatsa was k- killed 
after they said he tried to run a coup. Mm. So just, and he said that soldiers loyal to Vatsa told him in New York when they came to New York to visit mm. that they told him that Vatsa had given a four-hour-long testimony to the military tribunal that tried and later sentenced him to death for a phantom coup against IBP, and that because of this, Marwa, the NDLA guy, delivered the bomb himself mm-hmm. to Delegiwa's house that then killed him, that Marwa is a well-known IBP boy, and he said that he personally, this Dr. Taimiwo Ugnade, gave Delegiwa a tape about Vatsa's like, testimony at this trial. Um, he also alleges, he said he gave Delegiwa the tape and Delegiwa gave it back to him after like one hour. Mm. Um, he also alleges that Gloria Ocon is actually Chinyere, that she was married to Charles Jeff Chandler, who mm. killed Ndiogu, that Chinere, Miriam, and another lady called Princess Atta were young friends who hung out together and all married military men. And that this whole Gloria Ocon thing is true, that he, that Delegiwa had sent a French photographer to the place where um, Chinere was having a baby and they saw Miriam Babagida there. And that Delegiwa was excited when he received a letter, parcel, and he said it must be from Mr. President. Now, according to the journalist who was with Delegiwa when the bomb went off, he said that the parcel like looked like a padded envelope, that it had the coat of arms on it, like it had like official insignia on it, and mm-hmm. that Delegiwa said, oh, it must be from the chief of, what do you call this person, chief of? Staff? Is that chief of staff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what people say now, chief mm-hmm. of staff, yeah. Um, or like, if Sha must be from the president, um, and this um guy also says that he met Marwa, um, when Marwa came to when Marwa was like the Nigerian attaché at the um in New York, mm-hmm. that he he was active in the Nigerian embassy in New York, which is true. He was an advisor at some point in time. That Marwa tried to have a thirty million dollar contract with the with Connie. City mm-hmm. University of New York, that this doctor, Ugunadi, this guy who's making these accu- accusations, um, heard about this contract, went against it, and the university was upset, so he got fired, and that they then laundered over $250 million in, through New York. Um, and he talks about this, and he also implicates another professor, another Nigerian professor who was at honey um in this same interview he says that he helped start the obama phenomenon the what the obama phenomenon okay phenomenon in chicago Mm. that he um by exposing carol mosley brown who was um, a united states senator that he helped he helped make it possible yeah for the brilliant Obama to become the U.S. president today. He's talking about himself. Yes. He said, the oh. last line in this interview is, we set the stage for it as mm. per Obama's presidency. Okay, that's a lot. <clears throat> that's a lot. Yeah, so there's a lot in this interview. Mm. Um, and I have read interviews basically talking about this interview in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a 
a response to it called Dele Giwa Mara and Omoda in Ogunade's fictive account of history. Mm. I've read one that talks about the dangers of bad journalism in, in, in terms of this particular article. I've read like the responses of both Marwa and Amoda to like this particular interview. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that this interview has been recreated, reshared, WhatsApp, blogs, and it's basically like a retelling of the same interview over and over again mm-hmm. in different ways. Yes, and not every single one of them like lets you know where where it's even coming from. Mm. Another thing is that it's a new telling of story. It's details that also somebody is saying that they're not privy to personally, but like somebody told them that this was what happened. Like it's hearsay. Mm. And it's hearsay that has been taken as fact. Like under this thread that we that we you know, talk about in the beginning of the episode, people are talking about Marwa. And I had heard this thing before. I had heard that Marwa was a henchman. He was like helping bomb. And I thought it was like I thought it was Gani Fami himself that had named Marwa. Mm. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I thought it was like you know, not first hand. Yeah, I thought it was a bit more firsthand, or it was even a bit closer to when it happened. And mm-hmm. um, I can't find my notes again because <laughs> I'm trying to find an article um, that talks about particularly like these allegations against Mawa mm. because they are repeated like as truth. And the thing about it is like when you think when you hear something, and this is what happens with gist. Like I always tell people this thing: like someone told me I heard this babe's gist. And they'll tell me something. they say, oh, I heard she flew to Kinikor, Kinikor with Kinikor person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, seven people tell you the same story. And because you've heard it seven times, you think it has to be true. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a reconfirmation of it. Just, uh, mm-hmm. uh, did she go to Kenya with that guy? Oh, I heard this baby went to Kenya with that guy. Oh, I heard it might literally be from the same source. Yeah. But because it's repeated over and over again, it, it, it gives it credibility. True. Yeah, it starts mm. to feel true. So you two, you'll now be thinking, ah, this baby went to Kenya now. You see, even you're ah, this is in Kenya. She might have never literally been there. Yeah. Right? But also it's like, that's why like statements like, if you know, you know, are so dangerous because they now protect people that come up with bad just like that from accountability. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I really, really want to be clear, like I am not absolving anyone from the murder of mm-hmm. Dele Giwa. I'm just saying that when we talk about these things, like we have to go further than when you know, you know. Yeah. You know, like we, we need more. We need sources. We need sources, man. Like, honestly, because when I first saw this story, I thought, oh, this is going to be like hot gist. Like, did you know that Didi Giwa had found Mm -hmm. this like drug smuggling operation of IBB? And then I was looking into it and looking into it. And I'm like, my guy, everybody's quoting the same sources. In Ireland. (laughs) Yes. And it's very difficult because obviously I want to find like these news watch articles and such and the other, but like it's difficult to find them online. I go into Mawa's, I, I need Mawa to come back from his ho- ho- holiday because he ha- actually has like physical copies of like news watch and tell from back in the day. Mm. Um, but this who done it that people have now used like, but, but for me, this one um, about this whole Mawa 
de- delivering the actual bomb. Mm. Like, I'm not a fan of anyone, ape, like, yeah. isn't, you know, but, okay, I found, so the, 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 there's an article called Why Credible, Why Credible Journalism Matters. And it, it basically talks about how when things are, like, m- social media mm. and everyone has in, having a phone and or like, oh, so everyone having a mic has turned every common citizen into a journalist. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean, like, you can just say anything. And, like, you don't have those rigorous, like, fact-checking that mm-hmm. you have in traditional journalism in, like, citizen journalism. You know, somebody can come on Twitter and tweet something. And if 15,000 people retweet it, somebody's going to believe that thing is true. Yeah. Then they'll take those retweets and then send it to WhatsApp. And then it's in two weeks, it'll be on Facebook. And there's something somebody in their room just sat down and wrote would just become taken like it would be taken as fact, you know what I'm saying? And it would become part of the conversation. You know, I find that thing so bizarre. Like there's some people who I have never and would never listen to in my life. Like you had some classmates that whenever they said something, or maybe some cousins or family friends who just had vivid imaginations. Mm. And like they would yarn you something like you know, you like you have that classmate that say, I went to Paris for summer and I had lunch with Jay-Z and you're like, bet. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But 15,000 people are not going to retweet it or I, you know, or I, like, it's, 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 yeah, I know what you're saying. Now, now, you, now you just have to read everything everybody thinks. <laughs> Mix up in their head. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so when he, so Dr. Taimiwo Ognade gives this interview in June of 2009, right? He makes allegations against a professor Amoda and he makes allegations against General Marwa, who was military governor of Lagos and the LEA boss, right? And Professor Amoda issues a like rebuttal to this, right? And he talks about how you can easily check with Connie um, about how he became a like how he got grants for the projects he was working with. Mm-hmm. Like no university is just going to take $30 million from um, a random general in Nigeria and then give it to the head of black studies mm-hmm. in 1996. And like, I don't know. I, 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 I just, I buy that. <laughs> I just do. Um, but he also says, um, and you know, Connie lists stuff about how they go about their awarding money for research to different professors and different programs. Um, he also says that this Dr. Ogunadi guy was never a full-time professor at the university, so he could not have gotten fired when he said he did. Like, he wasn't, like, tenured or anything like that. He was, like, a visiting something, something. Professor. Yeah, so, like, it's just, like, this guy wasn't... I don't know what he's saying. Marwa, on his own part... Um, has somebody released a statement? He says that that he's not met this guy, who said he's met him. Mm-hmm. One like in eighty five to eighty six, Mar- um, General Marwa was in Harvard for his masters. Like he would have been back around that time in eighty six when the um, Daily Girl was killed, but that he was running and. He was running something in Bauchi, like a training thing, mm. like because he was a one of these training, training school. I don't know military instructor. Mm. 
and he was running a program in Bauchi and there's no reason why he would leave Bauchi to come all the way to Lagos to deliver a bomb. Mm. That At that point in time, he was a lieutenant colonel. He was not a small boy. Like, there's no reason why he would they would call and call mm. him for mm. such an operation. Um, and that, like, if he had done this as um, Ogunade alleges, like, there's no reason why Newswatch would name him Man of the Year in 1997. Like, that there was... There was no implication that he, like he had not been pre- implicated in this, or his name had not been brought up in this, until this guy made this article. Yeah. Or interview. Yeah. Um, and which is like I can't find anything else to substantiate substantiate this except except for this one man's word and interview, and his word is saying that a a Vatsa boy told me it was Marwa. Which I just don't think that's enough to go off mm-hmm. on and make it's it true, but it definitely should be discounted. Yes, right. Um, and uh, the reason why you know brought up the Gloria um, the Ocon. Ocon one is that in even in Ghani Fawemi, it's like assertions he didn't mention that right. There's a lot of other things going on. I think you can't really make somebody complicit in their death. Like there was also another fact of the case is that the Akiru, who is the director of military intelligence, the guy who was at Shah DMI, who they say him, Akilu, um, Togun, um, IBB are the three people who Gani mentioned. Akilu was said to have called Delegiwa. He had said to have asked Delegiwa's wife for to explain how to get to their house. Um, it is said that previously that Akilu would send Delegiwa like pre- copies of IVV speeches before he gives them and stuff because he who said that? huh who said the daily girls like neighbor and um co-worker okay. it's just like so th- this idea that oh he was friends with them and he now thought he could be friends with them and get away with it's just like no as a journalist who is printing stories about their speeches and things they're working on they will have they will communicate mm-hmm even in America, you, you, you call people and ask them to comment on your story. Mm-hmm. Or you call people and, you know, like this idea that, okay, maybe they took it as blackmail. Maybe maybe, maybe this thing did exist. And he called them to be like, oh, I'm going to run this story. Do you have a comment? Or, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like trying to make this man complicit in his own death and trying to act like it was this unintelligent, childish, you know, like I don't. Like I'm not here to to carry a torch for for anyone or something, but I think we need to be very careful. And you should have sources. At the yeah, yeah. We should be very very careful about how we talk about you know our history, especially when so much is undocumented, when so many people are still alive, and when you're talking about somebody who was literally blown mm. apart. I think you should be very careful before you. you... And I think maybe. More importantly, because more people are reading articles than or threads than writing them, we should be very careful about how we process this information. Look for sources in the thread, in the article. Look for something that you can fact check. Don't take it as word. It's um, it's very easy to be misled. It is very easy to be misled. And, and you know, like from all the sources that I've read, Delegio, I was afraid about his safety before this happened. He had reached out to people for help. You know, there's always going to be one story or another. I even read an article that's purportedly from his mm-hmm. brother um, who talks about like 
you know, they shouldn't just have looked at the military government. He had some personal beef, mm. you know, that they should have looked at. He, you know, there's a reason why he left um, to form Newswatch that, you know, and it was only two years into Newswatch that he gets killed. Mm. So that, you know, and everyone has their own theory because it is unsolved. But I think it's very, I think we should just be very careful about how, how we um, engage with information. Yes. Yeah. And just because you've heard something very many times, it does not make it true. Mm. It's something that I remind myself when it comes to gist <laughs> often, but even just when it comes to more serious things, like just because you've heard something a million times does not make it true. Um, and you need to be very careful how you en- engage with inf- information. And you also need to question where this information is coming from. Mm. It's difficult to use the words of somebody who is who has been implicated in the assassination mm-hmm. as proof of something about the person who was assassinated. And again, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's just something that normally will, you look at it twice. Right. Um, and you should be careful if source of information is just one person and it's never been heard about for 20 years before and mm. it's never been backed up for 20 years after. So people have, there, there are quite a few people who have written books about the, assassination of Telegiwa. It is still unsolved and I want better for us as a people. And that's today's episode. Today's episode feels kinda heavy. I don't know how I feel about that. Um at least on the plus side, life expectancy is longer. You might be getting two hundred K minimum wage. I don't know. That might help somebody out there. Yeah. Allegedly though. Allegedly. Yeah, so you know um, people linking drugs to the head of state of Nigeria. Nobody today that one starts. It's not the first time. It's not the first time. Might not be the last. Tale as old as time. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Song as old as rhyme. Bittersweet <laughs> and strange. Thinking you can change. Learning you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> Bye, guys. Beautiful. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Have a a lovely week, you guys. As old as time True as it can be (laughs) Barely even friends Then somebody bends Unexpectedly Just a little change Small to say the least both a little scared, neither one prepared, beauty and the beast. Ever just the same, ever a surprise. 
as before, as I just as sure as the sun will rise. Taylor's old as time, tune as old as song, bitter, sweet, and strange, finding you can change, learning you were wrong. as the sun rising in the east tale as old as time song as old as rhyme beauty and the beast tale as old as time song as old as rhyme beauty and Off to the cupboard with you now, Chip. It's past your bedtime. Good night, love. <laughs>